0: well welcome back everyone to vitamin c the creators hosted podcast we're excited to be with you once again i'm um, just reminding for those that are new to the podcast um i'm cameron and i'm with ali and we are your hosts and we are excited to to bring some new content to you this week i think it's gonna be really awesome we have we have a pretty cool guest. He may not be the coolest. Just kidding. He's a, he's an awesome guy. Um, but before we get into it, just a reminder, we have some events coming up, like we always do. We have our new book club, which just started recently. And that is every other Tuesday at 4 PM. So if you're wondering when it is, you can come into the slab and ask if it's this coming week or not. Along with that, we have our idea jam sessions every friday at noon you guys know all about those make sure not to miss out and then we have our dev studios which are every other thursday at 4 30 p.m we also have a little bit of a startup highlight for you this week um this one is not necessarily a part of byu or or anything internal here but it was like around all-star weekend they so there's four utah-based startups that competed in the NBA foundation pitch competition in partnership with the Utah Black Chamber for an equity-free investment of $50,000, which is pretty awesome. The first prize went to Jenna White, who was the owner of Empire Body Waxing. She competed against Cato Eats Bakery and Blended Studios. So that's pretty awesome. Um, If you haven't seen that, you can check out, one of the newsletters, and there's a link to read more about that. Sweet.
1: Perfect. Go, Jenna. Go, Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so today we have Weston Dangerfield with us. (laughs) (laughs) I just laugh when you say that name. (laughs) Weston, aside from your movie star, your big Hollywood name, (laughs) tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself.
2: Okay, um, so I am currently working now here at BYU in the Rawlings Center, um, but more of my background, I grew up in Northern California in Las Vegas, went to high school down in Cedar City, Utah. So I moved around quite a bit, but I've been here in Utah County now longer than I've lived anywhere else in my life. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, what else do you I... Uh, ran the Olympic torch we talked about that the other day
0: not too much about that
2: yet okay okay we won't go into that um I grew up loving sports played baseball football more recently ice hockey um I enjoy a lot of different
0: things awesome sweet yeah now we have a little bit of background about you who you are what you're into um so kind of transitioning a little bit you, we know that you've worked in some startups and stuff. Um, tell us about those and like how you knew you wanted to get into startups.
2: So when I was in school here at BYU, I was actually an exercise science major and planning on going to med school. I'd switched my major a few times. I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I just happened to, I don't even know why, I didn't ever think about entrepreneurship um, really growing up. My dad had done some entrepreneurial things, but didn't really realize that that's what he did. Cause he always kind of had a full-time job and just kind of did some stuff on the side. So I started taking some classes um, here in the Marriott school and took entrepreneurship class and just was like, Hey, this is actually really fun. It just, I felt like it was very open. And when I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And so I just thought as a really cool, awesome opportunity to uh, explore new things and I was I had been in school for a while so I was like I just need to graduate yeah and um, I was lucky lucky enough to get involved with Owlet um, they were going through the business plan competitions and they'd happened to send an email to my entrepreneurship class like hey we're looking for interns to come help us out like on Saturdays we'll give you a free pizza so I started doing that uh, my last semester and just kind of caught the bug from there And that's that's kind of how I got, got involved with it and just saw that there was a place for me in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like
1: that. Um, What steps would you recommend taking to like, like you said, jump into entrepreneurship like you did?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, one, I think entrepreneurship can be for everyone, but sometimes it's not. Um, So I think sometimes people try to get into it, even though maybe it's not, they're not the, it's and there's different ways of being an entrepreneur, which I've learned, which I like to try to, to encourage people. Like you don't have to be that like CEO, like co-founder, like kind of more, a lot of them are maybe like more of like, they're either really good storytellers or the really good salespeople or, and I was like, I wasn't really any of those. And so I would say like, wherever you're at, like you can be involved in entrepreneurship. Um, so like for me, where I didn't really have any like hard skills, I like, Started, almost finished like the CS minor and I had like a business minor. Like, so I had some of these skills, but nothing like direct that I was like, I'm going into like Owlet
1: mm-hmm. to be,
2: you know, the marketing person or the website person or customer service. But I would just, I was just interested in learning all those things and I enjoyed learning all of it. So I was just end up being the jack of all trades and just did all of those things and just learned. So as far as like first steps getting into it, it's like, Anyone can get into it or Mm -hmm. wherever you're coming from. And so I would, I don't know if there's any concrete, like, how do you do that other than just find a startup and just do it. Or if you have an idea, just get out there and just start talking to people.
1: Yeah. I like how you talked about, um, not needing to be that like head person, head, whatever the big energy, like, um, you can go into startups and make it better through like your skills. I feel like that gets looked over sometimes. Yeah, I
0: agree. I think, because I mean, a lot of people, when they think of entrepreneurship, I think they think of like, oh, I need to start Qualtrics or Podium or whatever, and I don't have the energy. But I feel like entrepreneurship a lot of times is looked over just in the sense of, it can be like a side hustle or something that you do just because you enjoy it or something like that, which I think is, is important to, to realize. So um, true. Um. So for yourself, do you personally prefer working like on a startup team or starting your own thing
2: hmm. I mean there there are benefits of both what I found is I I do enjoy working with other people and there's energy that comes from from that mm-hmm. I do like so I've done both I do also like doing my own thing and just kind of being my own boss not really having anyone to report to or but but it also depends on the, the business, right? Because there's some where you do have to have a team and some that you don't. So, um, you know, there have been times where, you know, I've had been doing like more like freelance stuff. So and I would consider that like entrepreneurship, but not kind of traditional entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or like like freelance slash consulting. And I'm like, that was really nice. Like, that's essentially what I was doing before I came here to BYU. So like I didn't have a schedule. I just kind of got work done whenever I wanted to. I was able to spend a lot of time with my wife. Um, and so like, that was awesome, but I found that I also missed like being around people and working like every day with just those interactions you get with a team and like some of my favorite memories are like from the early days of the different startups I've been involved with where it's like, it's just fun because you're just figuring stuff out. Um, and, and I guess you can get that by yourself, but that's, that also is not me. Like, I'm not, I'm not really that like idea type person. So. Mm -hmm. I do kind of need to find those idea people to jump on and support them and work with them. So, um, so yeah, I would say, I guess I'd say more, I prefer more working with a team when it's like kind of more traditional
0: entrepreneurship. Mm. makes sense, I like that.
1: And with that, what do you think makes a successful team? Because I think a lot of our students here kind of view like the entrepreneurial journey as like a solo endeavor, but what advice do you have about like building a successful team? or
2: I think the biggest, the biggest thing is uh, if you can get diversity of thought is the biggest thing, I think for me. I think you need to be moving in the same direction and have the same goals. But having different, um, again, again different ways of thinking about things and coming from different backgrounds is what ends up being the best long term it causes it can cause some some issues early on because you're you're thinking about things differently or you want to do things differently but I think what it does is it, it builds good character in the team and a foundation to build off of to have a long long term like strong um, startup in business mm-hmm. so sometimes it's hard to find that though early on because yeah. like a lot of times you're you want to start something like with your friends or with someone that you kind of associate with mm-hmm. uh, so I would just say like there is something to be said about that kind of like friendship and really closeness that gets you through those hard times early on
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but I've also seen friendships ruined because of entrepreneurship too so <laughs> like it, it is just really finding like I think I would say whatever your team you find and you want to build with just make sure you're communicating and you're you're mm-hmm. able to be really like upfront about uh, whether it's equity whether it's Who's making the decisions? Who's, you know, like, has the ultimate say over the different responsibilities and kind of establishing that on, establishing that as early on as possible.
0: It's like setting some ground rules, basically.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's really, especially, and you've probably heard this before, but especially before like money starts coming in, like those, those are really important decisions to be made. Because once money starts coming in, then everyone wants their piece of it even mm-hmm. even though everyone's usually like oh yeah no i want to do what's best it's like yeah you know that that just
0: starts making everyone wants up. their Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. awesome um so obviously like how many first off how many like startups or small companies would you guess you've worked in
1: yeah i kind of want to like a, a, a rundown, recap a of history yeah a career history
0: so
2: I've done a few things that have like allowed me to be involved in a lot of different startups. So it's, it'll, I'll kind of go down both paths, of like ones I've directly worked with, and then ones that I've been able to kind of like work with. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, I suppose that makes sense. Like I've been a part of, and ones that I've worked with and supported. That's okay. Probably a better way of saying it. Like externally.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So I so started out um, working at Owlet. I was able to go out to Techstars with them, which is a startup incubator out in New York City. So we were there for three months, which is awesome. And then I came back and we just raised some money. So that kind of allowed me to actually go full time. And I was there for about three and a half years. And what's interesting, and I think why I've been involved in so many different startups is because, like I said, I kind of have a lot of different interests and I'm like, I'm like pretty good at a lot of different things. There's no Yeah. And I'm not like amazing at one specific thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think that uh, I started kind of beating myself up, uh, kind of the last like year, year and a half when I was at Outlet because the company was growing. Everything I was doing, they had you know had hired like departments for those things. Like I was, Mm. like I said, I set up the customer service, all the social media. I was managing the website. I was doing like all the branding and design. And then, wow. Well, like we just had, I was just doing it out of necessity. I just taught myself. And Again, if you go back and look at it, it's like, it wasn't anything amazing, but it got the job done. Mm-hmm. So anyways, after a couple of years, I just, they were encouraging me to like, you know, find where I fit kind of on the bus. Uh, they even offered, you know, to like pay for me to go do some like specialized like training. And I was just like, I just don't necessarily want to do those things. I, I want to still be able to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. and kind of felt that pressure that I think a lot of like especially students get like like you have to like find your major go get a job and like do that thing Mm -hmm. and I think that that works for a lot of people but for me I just realized that that wasn't me and so I I realized I was like you know what I think I just need to go find another startup to be a part of so that I can kind of do that again and I had some experience so um, I was like I said I was there for about three and a half years and then I left and found another startup that was, it was called Seek. We were doing, they had, had started out as, they called it Treasure Canyon, when they would go and hide like a treasure chest up in the canyon and then give like a treasure, like a scavenger hunt. Oh, and I think cool. they gave away like, I think it was like 10 grand that they would hide up Whoa. there in cash. And then Pokemon Go had just come out. And so they're like, hey, how can we make a digital version, like a digital treasure hunt? And there've been a couple ideas that have come after this. Um, in fact, one was like, I think on Shark Tank, another provo company. Um, That had started after us, but and probably around the same time. But anyway, so we I went there because I was like, oh, this is really fun. Um, We're we're using AR, so again, you just have your phone, just like Pokemon Go, and you walk around, you see treasure chests, and you open them up, get keys, and you can. We're actually giving away like cash prizes, like TVs, like Xboxes, like just like real stuff. Yeah. Um, And that was just really fun because it was like a small team of us, and we built that up, and then that at the same time, I'd actually. Uh, was interested in more product development, like physical goods. And I had asked a mutual or a friend if he knew of any makerspaces here in Provo. And he's like, no, we should talk to a mutual friend that we had that I just happened to play hockey with. And I had no idea what his background was. turned out he was a a manufacturing engineer and his brother was a mechanical engineer. And he was like, and we were like, Hey, let's just make a makerspace. So while Mm -hmm. I started Seek, we did that, we started buying like 3D printers, we bought a laser cutter, we bought some like a uh, CNC router and just some stuff to like prototype. So those are kind of going like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Seek for a couple of years. We, it ended up turning into like a, a YouTube um, for like AR. So like, uh, hmm. like any kind of AR content that you create, it was a, a place to publish it and you can view it. Um, so it was really awesome. Like we built some really cool technology, but I think we were just like a little, before our time. Like, I mean, this was well, like four, four or five years ago and it's like AR is still kind of like yeah. getting there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so I think we're just a little early and that company's actually since rebranded and they're doing kind of different things now. Um, but I left then again, because I was like, oh, I kind of want to do something new again. So I left and got uh, went back to the makerspace. One of our employees had come up with his wife with this physical product. Uh, that was called Gobi. It's like the snack container for kids. I don't know if I've showed you guys this yet. Uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. showed me this, um, So yeah, so it's it's something that we ended up prototyping there at the Makerspace. Um, we were gonna do a Kickstarter, but then we just started doing pre-orders on our website. Um, we ended up getting like 60 orders in the first week and so like, hey, we don't need to do a Kickstarter. So we just kind of went for it. Um, my partners in the Makerspace put some money into it. We grew up and uh, put into it and started growing. Um, so we built that up, and that was really fun. Uh, they got into Sam's Club last year. Wow! Um, and they're That's awesome. they're like doing like pretty well now. Um, and then I was also involved in another startup. Another uh, one of the interns that was at Seek, uh, he was a BYU student. He was trying to make a platform for uh, students to be like know what was going on around campus. And since I've seen, there's like a, a bunch of startups and like students yeah. that try to do this mm-hmm. idea. He since he actually went to TechStars also this last year, but it's a different. He's actually using it for cities now. Oh whoa. Um, so that was cool. But from that experience from both of I was a co-founder. But again, going back to like my personality and I really my skill set of like, I'm really only good. Not, I'm really only good for that first like year or two. <laughs> because I, I'm not. And I, and from that, I realized I'm like, I'm not really a good co-founder either, because when you, you have a leave. co-founder, yeah, I'm like, I kind of want to come in, help you get off the ground that zero to one, like mm-hmm. build you up and then kind of like set you on your way. And like and and so anyway, so I I kind of like let go of that co-founder um, idea, mm-hmm. and um, you know, actually gave back some of the equity that I would initially agreed to, because I was like, I'm just not in this for the long term. And it it was great because I it was good for them, and they got a good start with and Gobi, with Gobi, and also with Mesh, which is now called Poly. Um, so with both of those, I kind of were doing that same time. And then a side thing, as we as like Gobi was growing, and we did well with all of our pre-sales and kind of, I was more involved in the manufacturing and product development, which I really loved. There was, we were in the same building, It's called the Bright Building uh, in South Provo, same building where Harman Brothers used to be and another company called Creatively, which is a video marketing agency too. They were growing and they rented an off one of our office spaces in the makerspace and they saw that Goey's doing well and they had this idea. So they were doing videos, doing really awesome video marketing for other companies and like, hey, what if we, Developed our own product and sold it and kind of owned it ourselves. So they came to me and my partner in Gobi and they're like, hey, can you help us like prototype this, start working on manufacturing and kind of help us with our Kickstarter and just kind of get it off the ground? Because um, they really had the idea and then they were filming a, a video um, for their Kickstarter. Um, that company was Pillow Cube. Oh. And mm-hmm. so I, it was actually right when my wife was uh, going back to school. So she was going back, getting her MBA from BYU. So at that time I was like working for these startups and just kind of things were a little up in the air, they're kind of growing, I wasn't making as much money and we're like, oh, we should need some, it would be good to have some stability mm-hmm. while she's in school. <laughs> so I was like, this is a good opportunity, I'll go work for creatively, but then like really help build like Cube and, mm-hmm. and kind of get that off the ground. So I went there, I was there for a couple of years um, and now Cube. I think they did like 15 million last year in sales Whoa. and- um, How many cubes is that? <sighs> Good question. uh, I mean, like over a hundred thousand cubes. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) So, they kind of again, like I was there and kind of realized that, like, I, I had an opportunity to kind of like be, like more involved in like the long term part of Pillar Cube, but I kind of just got the bug to go do my own thing again. Mm -hmm. And my wife was graduating from school and we thought that she was initially gonna go get a job, but she got interested in entrepreneurship, so <laughs> she's doing her own startup now, <laughs> and then I quit there, left there, and kinda got back into just doing like freelance um, type stuff, and then, um, I know it was a long story, but uh, like I said, I've done a lot yeah, this, of crazy things. Awesome stuff. So then I left, and I saw everything, like all the awesome stuff that Creator Blue was doing, and they were working with startups, and they were like helping them grow, and I, I saw that there was like this hole where um, they were they were trying to some other agencies are trying to work with these really early stage companies and kind of help them, uh, but because they were kind of built to make some like bigger uh, like videos, mm-hmm. bigger campaigns, it was a little tricky for them to work on some of these smaller ones just as a business model for them. Uh, so I when I left, I was like, I really think we need something for startups that can provide that same kind of strategy. Um, not the same production level, but that can help these smaller companies do like Kickstarter videos mm-hmm. or just really early marketing campaign campaigns. And so I left and then about six months later, the creative director at Creatively ended up leaving. Um, he had just had his second kid and was just kind of looking for something new. He actually still film at BYU and was working on like a full f- feature script. Oh, wow. And so he moved back to Maine where he's from and just outside of like Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm and to focus on that. And so I was just talking to them. I was like, Hey, like I'm talking to all these startups and they need some videos. Like, would you be interested in like, maybe we can do something, but for kind of a lot cheaper, maybe focus just on the script and strategy and then outsource all the production so that we can keep the cost pretty low. Mm-hmm. And so that was our whole business model. Um, and it actually has done really well. Like we've, we've been working with some really cool brands. Um, so that's what I like I've I've done some things where I've done some ad buying Mm-hmm. um i've done the our agency which is really just me and my partner ian Dangerfield and Hawks. Dangerfield and hawks yeah. is the name <laughs> um for obvious reasons ian's last for name is obvious hawks.
0: reasons so um
2: we actually funny story with that is uh, with ian when we were like oh should we even have a name what should we call it and one of the first things ian said he was like he's like i always hate when agencies just kind of like use the name of like the owners like that's just kind of lame <laughs> but then we were thinking and we're just like Dangerfield and the Hawks is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty, it sounds like a
0: movie agency or
2: something. Yeah. So we we ended up going with that. And like I said, it's been, we keep it kind of pretty small. Like we don't, we don't like try to market ourselves too much. We just like finding these like smaller um, companies and kind of help them. And like I said, we-
0: Do you usually reach out to the companies or do they still come to you?
2: They kind of still come to me. A big part of it is just kind of like from my network Um, and also some of like the ad buying I was doing for these companies, I was able to kind of like, kind of open some doors Mm -hmm. and, um, most of it was kind of from, from my previous network and knowing that we're doing and then just kind of also from like Ian's experience and just people knew like some of the stuff he had created, um, and been a part of that creatively. And so that helped us too. Um, and again, we weren't trying to be, and we, we aren't like at all like competitive with like a Harmon brothers or creatively at all. Um, But we like that, that did kind of help us kind of have that background. Um, We have had more recently some clients that have come because they've like seen some of the videos we've worked on. So that's a good sign. But um, again, I guess my story is like, I have found that you don't have to be that like leader, CEO person to be involved in entrepreneurship. There are other ways of doing it, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is doing like just like freelance stuff or whether that's more of like kind of this agency model where we're able to work with a lot of startups and be involved um, or just kind of going and being involved with startups like early on, just being a part of it and getting some equity. Um, there, there are a number of other startups that I've that I've helped like, support them with their Kickstarters. Um, another one I didn't even mention that happened after I left Creatively was Utilize. If you've seen utilize they oh, have, that, have that big uh school bus blue school bus that drives around really? I have you seen seen that. It? No. oh i'll show you some pictures of it so they we they were actually over in the startup building where creatively was and um we kind of thought it'd be a fun idea we started doing like billboards and i was like well what if we just had like more of a mobile like one and so mobile billboard. we bought a bus, school bus and uh, i guess retrofitted it and made it like painted it blue put our logo on the side and made it into our office, so no like, way. we have like couches. That is and so cool. These like fold-out desks and <laughs> that's stuff. That's awesome. So what that company does, it's a peer-to-peer rental platform. So you can rent mm-hmm. like anything from your neighbors. So it's wow. like you can rent tools, ladders, like GoPros, like whatever it is. Children. Probably not. <laughs> um, so they're and they're still going too. Like that. Uh, that was that's a really fun one. Um, gone. But again, one of those that I realized is like, oh yeah, I can kind of help early on. Um, and then now uh, like in the last in the last year i just kind of started realizing that i wanted to be i kind of needed more stability again my wife got pregnant so we knew we were having a baby and um i've always wanted to be more involved with byu i always thought it would end up being like a something i did when i like retired or something <laughs>
0: yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> uh,
2: but like something that i would do like eventually like down the road like when i made it whatever that means yeah Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I feel like that's what a lot of people feel like yeah. or just you want to give with back. entrepreneurship in general but yeah. also with like contributing to different organizations. Yeah,
2: like you want to give back to, yeah. to what kind of helped you get to where you're at. And so, um, but this opportunity came up and I was like, you know what, it's it's a good opportunity to like, again, still be involved in entrepreneurship. You know, I'm lucky to meet, you know, multiple times a week with students that just will just be around this lab here and I just get to talk with them and help them and, and like, I think what's a little different about my experience, like that I'm bringing to creators and then also just the Rawlings Center, is kind of more of that product background. Mm-hmm. Like I have worked with some like tech companies, yeah. Um, but just again, having done having the makerspace and like having worked with manufacturers and that product development, kind of on the physical product side, um, I think is is going to be really fun because we actually have quite a few people that are working on those types of businesses. That um, and we have we have some awesome programs like the Crocker Fellowship. We yeah. have like SIOY. have those types of things but not so much over here in the night school so yeah definitely sorry that was maybe a long long winded but um yeah i love a good long wind
1: (laughs) 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 what i love about that is like i feel like there's so much pressure to like pick something and stick with it forever but realistically the best way to like climb the ladder and also grow as a person is to kind of bounce around and like basically being brave enough to seek out what serves you
2: yeah, and I I have like I've a really good friend who is at a company that's done really well and he's been there for like since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely like more entrepreneurial but he's having a really hard time like making that that leap a priority well, or just, just like, 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 like yeah, making the jump to go and
0: going actually like yeah. himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and because and it's funny because I'm like he what like he is like just the best at what he does and I'm like and this is what I tell people I'm like and I'm the type of, I like to think worst-case scenarios because I'm like, it's not the worst-case scenario really isn't as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I tell him I'm like, look, worst-case scenario, you just go get another job. And he True. he's the, he's like into his career far enough that he can go get any job he wants. Yeah. But even for like a student, I'm like worst-case scenario, what do you do? you're gonna have to go back live with your parents for six months or something like? Maybe you might that may not be the most enjoyable thing, and your yeah. parents might not like it, or you know, <laughs> but like. It's it's not like you're gonna be, you know, homeless on the streets. Yeah, no, that's like. True. like it's like, there there you'll you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's not as scary as you need to be. And if you fail, like who cares? Just go try something else, mm-hmm. and maybe go get some get a stable job for a little bit while you do it, and then jump back, kind of off the, off the into the deep end. You know? Off the into the deep end. Off into the deep end. It's chestnut checkers. It's totally. chestnut checkers. <laughs> <laughs> Did that make it in the other episode by the way
0: it did yeah that's, i am surprised you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> well that's awesome it sounds like you've had like a lot of really cool experience and obviously you you like to learn different things and just kind of have a try of every sauce you can if i if i can but if, you may. if i may yeah but kind of with all of that what's been like your favorite thing that you've worked on
2: that's a good question. I actually got this question just last week. Wow. Yeah. I did the, the lecture series. Ah, so uh, yes. So. Um, Big shot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so it's interesting because I think that there's there are multiple answers to that. I think, I guess the question for that one was, which one are you most proud of? Um,
0: yeah, that's a different question. Different
2: question. So I'll answer your question. <laughs> probably the favorite one was is, was probably Owlett. Mainly okay. because it was such, it was kind of the the first one, mm-hmm. and we had so many just like crazy experiences. Like where a lot of these other ones, they're they're kind of still smaller. Like they're successful. Like you know they've done, like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in sales. Um, so they're like they're still successful, but like with Outlet, I mean, we raised a bunch of money. We had like we grew to like a, a pretty big team. Like when I left, I think we had like two hundred employees. Wow, mm-hmm. like it was. Like seeing that whole process was really cool. And on top of it, it was a product that had an awesome mission, right? Yeah. It's like, we're, we're trying to help parents. We're trying to like-
0: For those who don't know what what is Owlet, what do they do?
2: Yeah, so Owlet is, essentially it's like a pulse oximeter. So what you would use when you go to see the doctor, they put it on your finger, it's a little red mm-hmm. light, takes your heart rate and oxygen. Um, and what we were doing with Owlet, it was we were taking that, making it wireless and putting it in the home Um, With babies to monitor them when they're sleeping, and then alerting parents if their heart rate or oxygen goes outside of preset ranges. Um, You know, we obviously weren't telling anyone we were saving babies' lives or anything like that. You were. Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there there are a lot of things around. that. yeah, a lot of
0: legal implications. Yeah,
2: but I mean, that was that was the mission, right? It was like, hey, how can we find a way to to solve for that? You know, Mm -hmm. and like they're still working on that and they're still kind of on their way, but just even providing some peace of mind to parents, which was interesting because I actually worked there and my wife worked there too. Like we had met before and she, we didn't, we overlapped for about a year and we just had our first kid. So it's like, it's just kind of funny that we
0: were so Do you guys use LA with your kid?
2: Yeah, we have a little bit. Yeah. So with us, what we've used, no, what what we found, (laughs) what we found is like for us, we like, when he's sick or we're like we're more concerned about him that's when we when we want to use it for okay them. um and it's like yeah but having that i guess my point with that is like just that uh i'm realizing now like more so like what that actually meant to parents of, like, yeah. having that peace of mind that's and fair. also just the sleep part of it or it's like yeah I, I didn't realize what it was actually gonna be like but it's a sign. now it's a you know like, now I know I'm still I'm in the middle of it <laughs> so but yeah that would, that would be my favorite my favorite one just because yeah. there were so many experiences like going out mm-hmm. to New York building and awesome thing, going to all the conferences like we go to CES and mm-hmm. the ABC kids show in Vegas and like so there's like a lot of cool things that I was able to do with that just really cool experiences okay. It's
0: like, uh, awesome
1: so what project are you working on currently?
2: Creators, <laughs> <laughs> working with you. Um, yeah, I mean, some of these things that I have are kind of still just going. Like the makerspace is still going. Like Dangerfield and Hawks is still going. My partner does like, you know, ninety percent of the work with it, anyways. And, so and you I'm, just take I'm, the credit. And I just take the credit. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I am the Dangerfield. <laughs> no, like he was. I mean, because he's the creative mind and we're focused oh, on scripts and stuff. So like, I kind of just more handle, especially now that I'm here, just handle the, you know, like the invoicing and kind of more the business side of things. Um, and uh, but yeah so my big project now is like how do we how do we take creators from this awesome like brand and foundation that we have and kind of how do we take it to the next level and just get everyone to know who we are Mm -hmm. Um, I'll raise my glass to that yeah (laughs) because I think what we're trying to do is is like is awesome like I see my the vision that I see with creators is like I feel like a lot of it's kind of my story in a way of like finding out that whatever your background is, you can be involved in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to be a part of entrepreneurship, not just being the CEO, founder, entrepreneur. It's not just being an awesome engineer. And so you're brought on as co-founder. It's like you can be a marketing person or graphic designer. You don't have to be even an equity owner in the business. You can still be a part of entrepreneurship. Um, we you get said, that on the wall somewhere yeah that was that's a long quote but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, that's that's what I think is really cool what we're doing here mm. and it's just fun because and it's an awesome environment because students have a lot of energy and yeah. they get really excited about things and also just the resources you like you have to get things done that was a big right. thing that we always did you know like early on with ballot it's like oh yeah we're students working on a project
1: can you hand us money <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> money or even can we just talk it just opens a lot of doors yeah, yeah. right um, to kind of play that card a little bit Mm -hmm.
0: and you're a student of life all the time so exactly so why
2: I guess you can keep saying it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I think again that you asked what I was working on now and that's bringing bringing that experience and hoping hoping hopefully um helping other students kind of like see the journey for them
0: that's That's awesome awesome. I really like that I think it's important to see for everyone to know that like it's more than just like what the media like portrays as an entrepreneur it's more
1: than just ryan smith it's more than just will.
0: ryan smith if yeah. i will
2: honestly <laughs> I will. because and i also think too like there is i think we talked about this a little earlier it's like i think having a window washing business like that's entrepreneurship yeah like having Absolutely. an etsy shop doing you know whatever it is like that's entrepreneurship too it doesn't have to be you don't have to go build a billion dollar business to be an entrepreneur
0: you can if you want
2: you can yeah if that's the path you want to take i personally i don't i don't personally want to go down that path because there's a lot of things that i just don't care to
0: deal with um
2: but yeah i mean it's obviously that's that's a path to take too
0: that's true and if you do take that path let us know i will i would love to have (laughs) A I'll talk of with that. you and a piece of that. <laughs> yeah. There's also something that I
2: I've tried to uh, in, encourage and kind of tell you. So like, I found that I don't necessarily want to build a, a business that has a bunch of employees because I want to encourage others to build their own business. Mm-hmm. So like, when when we started Dangerfield and Hawks, we like had some friends that were like video edit- or uh, they were editors, and we were like thinking it just kind of throwing it out it's like oh like should we like hire um, like internal editors or like producers directors like an internal production team and I was like no I'd, re- I'd much rather encourage them to go build their own business so that they are their own owners and their own boss and they have the flexibility that I have as an owner and they don't have to report to somebody but they can just do their own thing and and kind of have that freedom mm-hmm. like that excites me. Like, how do I get people to do their own thing, but we can still work together? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really cool way to. And there's some jobs where you can't totally outsource everything. Like, you do need some internal teams, and mm-hmm. also depending on what you're doing. But yeah, absolutely. I really, I really like that that mindset. <laughs> Real life oh, Robin cool. Hood. Real life Robin Hood. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's my
0: middle name, actually. Are um, you serious? No. Um. Not <laughs> dangerous. No, that's your last. Now. Less endangered
1: danger, <laughs> danger table. Yeah.
0: Right. That's awesome. Um, so kind of like steering <laughs> away a little bit from the entrepreneurship questions and all that, I think you've obviously had a lot of really cool experience, and it's going to bring a lot of value to the students here. Um, on another note, have you ever had like any like special experiences or anything like concerning like the Olympic torch or anything like that. <laughs> I spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so
2: I I told you this before my uh we had li- when we lived in Las Vegas, my dad worked for um an IHL like minor league hockey team and then a Triple A baseball team. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, my whole life my dad always worked for when we were in Northern California, worked for UC Davis in the athletic department. So it's like sports have been like my whole life. And uh he actually was working at BYU in the athletic department. And before we moved up to Provo, he got the job as the director of the Utah Summer Games down in Cedar City. So That's why I ended up moving to Cedar City. And that's where I went to high school. But he was, has been involved with like the Olympics in the past and was actually like doing a lot of the PR for hockey um, that was down here in Provo um, for the Olympics. And um, just kind of because of all that, um, they had actually invited him and asked him if he wanted to run the torch. He, he had convinced them to run around the track down at SU and like light the cauldron there. And um, but anyway, so he got them to have me do it instead of him. Um, so That's I was pretty phenomenal. I was in, I was in high school. Um, I was able to run the torch and they gave you the option to like buy the torch after you run it. So I have it mounted on my wall at home. That's um, which is pretty cool. That is so, so cool. Um, it, was, it was actually a really fun experience. I actually still have my like the, like jumpsuit thing. No with, like way. the beanie and all that. It still fit? I uh, no, I actually, I haven't tried to put it on again. Uh, I would love heart.
0: to see you try and put it on. I'd love to you should see wear it you
2: try to pull it on. Cause I was a 15 year old uh, high school kid. That was like 140 pounds.
0: <laughs> that was so awesome. Was That's happy. a cool experience. Was like, it
2: was.
1: It was really cool. Um, I have a question. <laughs> kind okay. of going back to entrepreneurship and everything. Like you have had so many cool experiences. Do you believe that it's like, a mindset to like kind of bring these cool things into your life, I could or like, I just feel like people might listen and be like, oh well, he's just like lucky.
2: Yeah, I and I was very lucky. Like, I think. Well, but it's that, more finish your that question. Too. Well, yeah, but yeah,
1: that, I I feel like, do you believe that you can like tap into a mindset to bring great things for yourself? I, I think so. I do think that. Like, I look back, the fact that I was like
2: in school longer than the average person was like, and like that I found out about Owlet, like my last semester, like that was lucky. Like mm-hmm. I got lucky and maybe we can argue that that was it's supposed to be. It's part of the day. plan. But yeah, like I, I think that that's, that is part of it, but I think it could have also made other decisions in my life that could have taken me on a you know a successful path as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's kind of two parts to it. One, I think, especially super lucky, so, sorry, super successful people, there's obviously a huge um, element of luck, you know? You hear the stories of like Steve Jobs and like just like the environment that they grew up with and ha- they had access to computers when they were younger mm-hmm. and like all those things, like they were lucky to just even be in that place. Um, again, similar to for me where I was like, I was lucky to be at, I happened to be at BYU. I happened to, you know, again, be in school a little bit longer. I happened to be in an entrepreneurship class where they had sent the email out Mm -hmm. um so that that's part of it but since then I've really learned that it really is it's a mindset of like you can make it happen and more more than just like working super hard to make what you want to work happen it's more of I'm going to keep working until something works out Mm -hmm. because not everything does work out and yeah what I found is like even if you're you're you have this idea and you're like super passionate about, it, you're working really hard, it's either gonna be successful or it's not. Um, and there's two paths you can take if it's not successful, and there's probably multiple, but the two that come to mind are you can either kind of, I guess there's three: quit completely and just say entrepreneurship's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you could quit and then go try something completely new, or you can pivot and. Figure out. Maybe there's a different path. Maybe there's a different application for whatever you're doing, or maybe there's a different demographic you need to go after. So, the the entrepreneurs that that I see that are successful are those that either get really lucky, or they have a really good vision of like what's coming, and they can jump on that opportunity mm-hmm. and stay ahead of it. And then there's the others that are just gonna keep trying to iterate and test and figure it out. And again, maybe it ends up. So going back to Gobi when we first started Gobi, they were actually, we were actually trying to develop a cup. That, it was like a non-spill cup for kids um, that had like mechanical things. When you put your lip op- on it, like on the, the rim of the, the lid, like it would open up. There's like a battery, it was rechargeable, all these things. Once we got into it, are like, this is way too expensive for like a kid's cup mm-hmm. yeah. to just manufacture. And so like, we could have just given up there, um, but we were just like, okay, wh- what's something else in the space? And it was like the co-founder and his wife who's a co-founder as well, they were. They came up with the idea of like, well, what if it's like a container for snacks for kids? Which again, you can see it's like for kids. It's like to avoid spilling because they had two kids of their own that were toddlers. And it was like so you can see it was like in mm-hmm. the same space, but it was like a different kind of application of their passion and what they were developing. So to kind of answer that, I think in that case, in that sense, it is a mindset mm-hmm. of just like, oh yeah, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to make it work. Um, and I'm just going to, you just have to be open to like testing and being, being open to new opportunities that come your way to make it happen and to, to iterate on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, like I feel that. like it's easy to get down on yourself and be like, oh, well, they could, they pulled it off because X, Y, and Z. But like, I think the bottom line with all successful people is being able, is having that attitude to like, I can pull this off. Like you were the one that replied to the outlet email yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah i just wanted to hear your opinions on that yeah yeah and i think
2: too like um i think it's really easy to see these successful entrepreneurs and businesses and we only see i mean sometimes you see the bad side of it but you kind of only see like the good the like success. crazy growth mm-hmm. and success and it feels like it was you know overnight yeah when really it's like there's a lot of failures along the way even for these successful companies like you know we hear of I mean, even like a Qualtrics, like we talked about, it's like they've been working on they were working on Qualtrics forever, you know, mm-hmm. was a really long time. But we kind of only heard about it as it was like really yeah. starting to go crazy, and so it, it felt like it was like whoa, this is like really big and almost out of nowhere when they've been working on it for a really long time. Um, and I don't, I don't know the full story with them, but like again, like there were a lot of ups and downs. Same thing with outlet I mean, you know, they're now a publicly traded company, and there's still ups and downs, and there are a lot of ups and downs along the way, but. We we're able to like kind of make it work and get through all that. So yeah. uh, that's, I think, I think people talk about that a lot, but just mm-hmm. kind of re- reiterating that point.
0: Yeah. When I, when I hear that, I kind of think of, um, if you've read the the book outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, basically talks about all these crazy successful people like Bill Gates and like Steve jobs and, and other people that have had really successful businesses that are massive like that, but they like, They were in a very specific situation had very specific opportunities but i think it's important to know that there's been there's like thousands of more successful startups that are outside of you know those specific lucky circumstances and i think just being able to like you said it's a mindset and being able to create your own luck helps you to have success and build success because it's more than just a circumstance that you're just so happy to be in.
2: Yeah. Which mm-hmm. that obviously, whatever circumstances you are in, like that obviously affects things, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, you know, I, again, like I happen to be at BYU, like, and I wasn't born in, you know, Australia or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, or, I am, or even like Indiana, Indiana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like there are those types of things that put us in different situations, but, um, Yeah, I think I think going off of that is there are so many different ways of being successful, like some of the the most like successful, uh, air quotes, uh, (laughs) successful entrepreneurs that I know are ones that like most people don't even know who they are. Yeah, but they like have whether it's like a small business or it's kind of behind the scenes or they're just involved in multiple startups or whatever it is like, again, you can you can have. A pest control business or a window washing business or an etsy shop and you could still be like a millionaire yeah. you still have and a it's really awesome your
0: definition of success yeah and it's again it's
2: like figure out what's important to you and kind of go for it and i realized like for me it wasn't like building up a billion dollar company I'm like
0: you I'm didn't my... want to be Ryan smith
2: yeah i mean because yeah he owns the jazz
0: like, no one wants to own yeah, the jazz they're a wanna... losing team just kidding <laughs> well, they did that to themselves <laughs> <laughs> you
2: traded away everybody they did uh but like Again, like if that's if that's who you want to be, like go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. But if you like, just know that there are other paths, yep. like, to to be successful.
0: Amen to that.
1: Love it. All right, last last question before Cameron's big hitter. Oh boy. What are your thoughts on the new pitch clock in baseball? <sighs>
2: <laughs> That's a rough one because I think that it is makes it more exciting for people who may not be like a purist, you know.
0: But it's good to, it's good to bring in people.
2: Like, it's good to bring sport. in people. It's kind of it adds a new element. They're already finding ways to like game it hmm. to like just like the timing of when the pitcher goes to pitch and like Anyway, so there's, there's I see issues with it. I do like the idea of it, what they're trying to accomplish. I think 20 seconds is really fast. Um, so I think it's, I, I'm kind of in the middle. I love it and I hate it,
1: but I maybe don't
2: like it a little bit more than I like it. <laughs> I like the idea of it, but I don't necessarily love the implementation of it. Okay. And also how quick. I know they've been testing it in the miners for a while, but. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I i do not know if I'm a huge fan of them just like throwing it in all of a sudden this season. That's kind of how it feels. How mm-hmm. else would
0: they do it? Because if they did it next season, they'd just be throwing it at next
2: season. Well, they could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they how they do it. Maybe they do it. Maybe this is weird. But maybe they just do it for the first like six innings or something. Or you know, The like, last. Or the last. Well,
1: speed up. Put it in seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they okay, speed so at the
2: beginning of the game. Cause then the end is. I don't know. I, I think it's gonna. It'll be interesting to see what ends yeah. up happening. I was. I'm more excited for the, like, um, what are they called? The electronic umpire, like the. Oh, the they're doing clock. that, huh? I think they've been testing it. I don't. They're not doing it yet. but oh, okay. I would have preferred to have that before pitch clock. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Although know, people US love the objective. like, but people love that part of the baseball too. Error. Yeah, and I like it too, but. Not when it's against your team, And, the boss gets it, and then it sucks.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was a good question. Interesting take. That was a good question. <laughs> awesome. So, like every other episode, we're gonna end it with a very big question. That's very, <laughs> mm, you could say philosophical. So, if you had the chance to get a message across to the whole world and they would listen, what message? Would you put
1: There's been across? this whole episode. <laughs> It's different. Outside, it's different on,
0: outside of that yeah just in general if you could speak to everyone in the world and they'd listen what would you tell them
2: um without getting too spiritual I don't can, can do it's a BYU
1: podcast I mean you can get <laughs> spiritual if you want
2: well, I just don't know if that was the direction you want to go no, I think yeah. but connected with like I view like the gospel and like well I view the gospel in not a different way but the way that I view it is like all these experiences that we have in life are to help us to become better and to become like God so what I see with like entrepreneurship is an opportunity to do that to learn a lot of different skills to learn like how to become something better and to push yourself so that would be my message is like try entrepreneurship Just go build something just go build something because there is something also that is eternal and part of every human being. I believe is a desire to create. Whether that's create a family, whether that's creating a, and building a house, whether that's creating a business, whether that's creating a successful lifestyle. Creation is just a part of our eternal journey, and I would
0: say go and create something. I like that. Love it, Ali. What about you? What it? What's your message? Um,
1: my message is that to be mindful of what you're putting in and on your body and that you can heal your life if you're careful and eat how God designed the world to be. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I don't want to be too controversial, but stay away from poison and you'll see your life.
0: Dang, I was planning on drinking poison the minute I
1: got home. Ah, The sneaky poisons. (laughs) basically cut that out let me let me rephrase yeah
0: okay i hear that
1: my message would be to invest in your body and take real care of it and to know it and that will benefit your mind so much
0: i'll raise my class to that
1: awesome what
2: what's
0: your glass full of my glass currently is a diet coke
1: With with coconut, raspberry, and creamer. And watered down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just because it was ice. (laughs) All right, what's your message you need the world to hear?
0: I think my message would be to make every day a special day. (laughs) Every day is a holiday. But you don't necessarily need to eat like every day is a holiday. But just treat every day like it's a holiday.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Reminds me of Mr. Rogers for some reason. Good man. Great man. Awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in. If you got to the end of this podcast, then come into the slab sometime and ask for Cameron, and he what might mean, give you a you big mean, hug. If, what do you mean if you got to the end?
2: Is that that boring?
0: No, it, it's just long, but we've had a few spent. listeners that have gone to the end. Dang. Well, we should offer them something. Special. So if you get to the end of this and you hear this, come in and ask for Cameron, Ally or Weston, and... You might get a little surprise.
1: So true. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Any last words?
1: No, thank you for joining us, Weston.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's been a thank pleasure. You.
1: I know that people are going to love your insights.
0: <laughs> they will. Cool. Sweet. Well, until next week, it's been a pleasure.